0: As we are blessed today, I am very confident in my feminine side, but I cannot portray to you exactly what's going on in many of your women's lives here today. I just need to set the ground for just a few things that are getting ready to take place. These ladies have a word from the Lord. Two of these are dear friends of mine. One of them is my wife. They have been given a word from the Lord to speak today to you women in the room. But it is not limited to only the women in the room. At the very end of this here this morning, we're going to be praying. We're going to be praying against the spirit of anxiety, we're going to be praying against the spirit of depression, we're going to see people set free in this room today, we have already seen several salvations throughout the room in the first service this morning, we had many people coming to be baptized in the Holy Spirit, and so that is just the groundwork, so right now, prepare your hearts to hear words of the Lord in ways that you may have never heard them before. My friend Susie is going to start us off, and she has a word from the Lord that she wants. Wants to share so take it away miss Susie
1: I believe the thing that the Lord has been saying to me is that there's a lot of voices in this world we have voices from our past we have self-talk we have the voice of the enemy and there's just a lot of voices who tell us who we are and who we should be or or if our if we've had a bad past I was a rebellious teenager and even into my adult life and so my voices tell me I was the rebellious child, I was the troubled child, I was the one who never had it together, I was the dumb one, whatever all the voices said to me. And the thing that God's been saying to me lately is, that's not who God says that I am. When I listen to those voices, I live in fear and shame and confusion and discouragement. But when I listen to the voice of the Lord, he breaks the chains of shame And fear and discouragement. And this is what he says to me If then you have been raised with Christ, seek the things that are above, where Christ is seated at the right hand of God. Set your minds on things that are above, not on things that are on earth. For you have died. My old man is dead. That old rebellious child, I'm gone. I am dead. And I'm a new person now that Jesus has created. And when Jesus speaks to me, he speaks life. He doesn't speak confusion or fear or discouragement. He speaks life. And it says, for you have died and your life is hidden with Christ in God. He speaks life. He doesn't speak death or shame or fear.
0: Hey, hold on one second right there. Hey, in the room, Listen, because this is just as real talk as it gets. This is not scripted stuff. I just want to see a show of hands of men and women in the room who battle the same thing that she just said. Would you just raise your hand? Look at this. And I want you looking around because we're not ashamed to raise our hand and say that I've got some mess in my life. I don't know why in the world the religious spirit tells us that we have to have everything figured out and cleaned up and fixed before we come into the presence of God Almighty. That is squashed right now in the name of Jesus. You are worthy of being in his presence. And I don't care what anybody else says about you. I don't care what your parents have said. I don't care what your grandparents have said. I don't care... Anything that anyone has spoken over you, you are worthy of being in the presence of God Almighty. So you just accept the fact that you're in his presence right now. And ladies, listen, this my friend is gonna be available. I know that it's almost 12 o'clock. I don't care. I'm gonna give you guys the freedom because I know, because I'm gonna respect your lunch appointment. But we're not gonna stop. Is that okay? And if you need to get up and go to lunch, listen, that is okay. There's freedom in this place. And just because you may walk out of here to go respect and honor your mother or your grandmother, listen, that's okay. But right now, I just need you to know that there is a spirit of distraction in this place and I'm going to call him by name right now because he has no authority in this place because some of you women are on the very edge of a breakthrough that is going to change your life and it is going to take your husband to a place that he's never been before too. And so that's what I want to happen in this place. Can I get an amen? amen? That's what I want in this place. I'm tired of the shame. I'm tired of you living in your old self. Right here is living, breathing proof that a sister in Christ can walk in the new life. Don't you want new life? Who wants new life in this hand? Raise your hand. Okay, here's the deal. You can have it today. My sister is proof. Janet, you have a word from the Lord.
2: John 10.10, 10, that is what God gave me um, between services, actually, where Jesus says that the enemy comes to steal and kill and destroy. And that was my life. And I prayed the prayer when I was young and, you know, was in church, but the enemy was killing and stealing and destroying in my life and tearing me down and everything. I felt like the words I was hearing was that it was never good enough no matter what I did, was never going to be good enough. I was never going to look good enough, be good enough, say the right things, be the person. And so, you know, that's when I actually sought to end my life. And that that was a, you know, I just felt like there was no hope that that was going to be the answer for me. Just to go ahead and in my life, and in that process, God showed me the rest of that verse where it says, or Jesus says, "But I have come to give you life, and I feel that that life was what I had, and I was walking in the belief of Jesus, and I knew it was kind of like fire insurance. I got saved so I wouldn't go to hell." But I was walking in that. But it wasn't till years later that the end of that verse, he came to give us all life, but not just any life, abundant life. And it was years into my marriage. I had two kids already. I've got four kids all together. And that's when, when I saw that there was more. And I begged and cried To God for everything. I wanted every drop. I wanted every blessing. I wanted all the spiritual gifts. I was a God hog. I wanted all of it. And I laid down on the floor and just begged God, I would do anything. You can have my reputation, my marriage, my kids, everything. You can have all my stuff that I thought was so important that I thought I had to have. Take it all because I just want you And when I got to that point, the Holy Spirit took over my life. And for the first time, I knew what it was like to have abundant life. And all the fear fell away. I was never afraid anymore. What could man do to me? If man took my life, he put me at the foot of Jesus immediately. What? I mean, bring it on. I'm not afraid of that. So I had a friend once that she said she had a gun pointed at her head and she said, these men, they thought they could hurt me and they were pulling the trigger and it was empty, empty. And she said, I was just like, bring it on. I want to see Jesus face to face. You can't hurt me unless God gives you the permission, unless it's time for my life to be over. And she just was ready for that. And that's where I am today. I am ready for that. And I don't walk in fear anymore. Sometimes I scare my husband because he wishes I was a little more fearful. But I don't walk in fear. I walk in abundant life.
0: Hold that microphone because I've got it. This just came to me right here. I just want you to see this. Ladies, how many of you in the room, even men, want what you just heard? How many of you want that? Raise your hand. And so here's my question. How did that come about in reality? Like, it's 2016. How did that come about in your life? Did it come because you came to a lot of church services or you checked all the boxes? Or, but how did it come to fruition in your life, Janet?
2: When I got that abundant life? I guess, you know, I had tried everything. I tried to look right in the church. I tried to be active in the church. You know, I was trying to do all the right things and be the right person. I married a pastor's son. I mean, you know, what more can you do, right? And he wasn't, you know, he was not a pastor at that time. He was he was uh, getting his education for being a coach. But I just thought, you know, and everything I tried, I was still coming up empty and They're just, you know, I just knew either there was more to life or I was done with this life. And it was like, God showed me, you need to be done with this life and not taking your own life, but you need to die. You need to die to yourself. And it was a huge thing for me because it was like, God hit me over the head with a two by four, because it wasn't like he was saying, oh, you shouldn't kill yourself, blah, blah, blah. He was saying, no, you need to die. You need to die. You need to get on the floor and die to yourself and quit wanting, you know, a better car or better house or quit, you know, thinking your husband is the reason that your marriage is, you know, poopy and it was, you know, that it was me. And so when I gave all that up, it was like everything that I had wanted, God gave me and he gave it to me abundantly. And no, my life is not perfect by any means. You know, I still have rotten kids sometimes and, You know, and, but God, they're God's problem. You know, they're not my problem anymore. They're God's problem. So when they act ugly or something, you know, I just, you know, God shows me how to pray for them and then he takes over and he takes care of them. So I'm not worried about that stuff anymore. I don't live in fear. I told Susie the other day, I said, I refuse to pray in fear. I am not going to pray in fear and say, oh, well, I got to pray about this. No, we pray in victory. It's a done deal. God's, God's got it. That's his problem.
0: I want some of that, don't you? <laughs> mm. My wife is on the end, and the reason that she's here this morning to share with you, actually, it's this afternoon now, if, that's all, if it's all good. Here's the deal. I, have, I live with this young lady. I live with her. I have lived with her for now going on 17 years And I have seen a radical transformation in her life. And I want what has taken place in her life for literally every single person in this very room. And I know what has radically transformed her. The spirit of religion has been defeated in her life. And the spirit of God, Holy Spirit, has overwhelmed her in a beautiful way. And so what she's up here to do today is just to talk a little bit about what that looks like in her everyday life. Because you don't need to raise your hand in here. I know every person in here longs to be moved by the presence of God. And so I just want you to listen to her testimony about what God is doing and how he is literally wrecking her life.
3: Well, many of you think that just because we're up here, obviously we haven't figured out and that is so not true. But the point is that we have a testimony of the spirit at work. And if we don't say something, then we have allowed it to be uh, squashed. And I don't, I don't want to be a part of that. But I do know that um, your confidence as women is given to you by the world without you even trying, like taken away. I mean, it's, it's, what your value is, is naturally given to you by the world. Like without standing on the truth of the word, you are, you're accepting what the world says about you. And so we as women of God, if we want to be valued, which I can't see any of you who would want to sit here and say, I don't want to feel value because I'm going to go look for it somewhere. Like I'm going to look to everybody to fill me And to value me until I feel where I need to be. Um, Just like that song said something about, um, not something about, but God doesn't give his heart in pieces. How many of you have taken just a little bit of you and just like sprinkled it in different areas of your life so you get what you need? Like this friendship and and this relationship and and being valued at at your at your work and then being valued in in your kids like needed by them not just wanted by them but you they need you do do you see what i'm saying god gives his heart in a full measure like you don't need to be wanting you are full when you are filled with him and we as women will look for it no matter where. We'll look to our husbands. We will, look, um, we will look everywhere until we are full. And so I just challenge you. That's the word I have, is that God's presence is waiting for you. And you may experience it wherever you are. Um, the spirit of religion says you have to experience it only in church. And you experience his presence wherever you are. You just position yourself to experience his presence. Um, And that's rewarding beyond belief. In fact, I desire, I yearn for that. And I yearn that for that for you guys as women that you desire his presence more than any other presence of anyone else.
0: Let me just interrupt you and just say, how how does someone... how, how do you, what would you tell someone how to get into the, God's presence? How any one of you can answer that?
3: Oh my God. I, I, I just, I, I ask. I just I just say, I want more of you, God. I want more. I I position myself like I I, I don't have to. Um, it says in Romans chapter 12, be transformed by the renewing of your mind. That transformation word is only happened through the presence of the Holy spirit in the Greek. That's what it means. And so I put myself in a position where he can talk to me and he can speak to me. Um, and, and it becomes so natural that you may be anywhere and that it just becomes very easy to hear him speak.
2: That's what I do. Same, pretty much the same thing. That it's it's more of a, it's kind of becomes a lifestyle to where I told somebody that over there a few minutes ago. Um, I always feel like <clears throat> for some reason when I see a cardinal that that's God telling me He loves me. And so my daughter tried to steal that, but I told her she couldn't have it. But anyway, it's, you know, so I, you know, it's just those little things. God knows each one of you and he knows exactly what it is that's going to speak to your very heart and say, I love you. Now, I had another daughter that had a dream and she was trying to decide on a very important decision about her do- her baby girl And she had this dream of these deer and they were going to come come up and they were going to kneel down, which I don't know if deer do that or or not. But anyway, her and her husband, she told her husband everything. They pulled in uh, the night before she had to make this decision, they pulled into their driveway and their backyard was full of probably eight to 10 deer. And they all started kneeling down when she pulled up and she just, of course, she started crying and her husband was like, "Dad, dadgummit, I wish I could have dreams like that. But it was just, I think it's just a walk, you know, that you just walk with God. It's like, I, you know, God's in the car and I'm talking to him. And, you know, and then we have our time together in the morning. I tried to protect that. You know, I had my cup of coffee and I tried to journal. And I started just reading the proverb of the day. Like today it would be Proverbs 8 because it's the 8th. And I would write down, okay, God, whatever you tell me, I'm going to write down. And I just wrote it like in a diary. You know, you write, dear diary. I'd write, dear God. And then I'd just wait, and I'd read through that. And he was always faithful to give me something. So,
0: I think what all of us men and women need to hear in here is, guys, we can't do this stuff alone. There's some of you in here, and you're on an island. And you're trying to get up to a place in your life that you feel like maybe God wants you to be and you're trying to do it on your own. I don't, I don't know why. But I can just go ahead and tell you today you cannot do it on your own.